That night he told me the story of his earliest crime. Not since the fatal morning of the Ides of March, when he had just mentioned it as an unreported incident of a certain cricket tour, had I succeeded in getting a word out of Raffles on the subject. It was not for want of trying. He would shake his head and watch his cigarette smoke thoughtfully, a subtle look in his eyes, half cynical, half wistful, as though the decent honest days that were no more had had their merits after all. Raffles would plan a fresh enormity, or glory in the last, with the unmitigated enthusiasm of the artist. It was impossible to imagine one throb or twitter of compunction beneath those frankly egoistic and infectious transports, and yet the ghost of a dead remorse seemed still to visit him with the memory of his first felony, so that I had given the story up long before the night of our return from Milchester. Cricket, however, was in the air, and Raffles' cricket bag back where he sometimes kept it, in the fender, with the remains of an old Orient label still adhering to the leather. My eyes had been on this label for some time, and I suppose his eyes had been on mine, for all at once he asked me if I still burned to hear that yarn. "'It's no use,' I replied. "'You won't spin it. I must imagine it for myself.' "'How can you?' "'Oh, I begin to know your methods.' You take it I went with my eyes open, as I do now, eh? I can't imagine you're doing otherwise. My dear Bunny, it was the most unpremeditated thing I ever did in my life. His chair wheeled back into the books as he sprang up with sudden energy. There was quite an indignant glitter in his eyes. I can't believe that, said I craftily. I can't pay you such a poor compliment. Then you must be a fool. He broke off stared hard at me, and in a trice stood smiling in his own despite. "'Or a better knave than I thought you, Bunny, and by Jove it's the knave. Well, I suppose I'm fairly drawn. I give you best, as they say out here. As a matter of fact, I've been thinking of the thing myself. Last night's racket reminds me of it in one or two respects. I tell you what, though, this is an occasion in any case— and I'm going to celebrate it by breaking the one good rule of my life. I'm going to have a second drink. The whisky tinkled, the siphon fizzed, and ice plopped home. And there, seated in his pyjamas with the inevitable cigarette, Raffles told me the story that I had given up hoping to hear. The windows were wide open. The sounds of Piccadilly floated in at first. Long before he finished, the last wheels had rattled. The last brawler was removed. We alone broke the quiet of the summer night.